0: Have you ever noticed how God uses a crisis to get our attention? Is the price of gas freaking you out (laughs) as bad as it's freaking me out? God can make lemonade out of those lemons. And on today's Christian Car Guy Show, we're going to share a way God is going to do that in some listeners' lives today. I can assure you, God has taken me down quite a road this week on this gas mileage thing, and I am really so excited on how he. Is going to use this. At first, what I am about to say may upset you. Statistically, I found out this week <laughs> that's going to upset about 89% of you, Lee. But hang with me. It's going to get good, I, I assure you. For many years now, I have started the beginning of each and every show very much on purpose, although you may be sick of hearing it, that Americans waste 96 million gallons of gas a week on speeding. Uh, apparently, We are losing that battle because I refigured this week using current statistics, and I now can say on the air with complete confidence, that's not the half. This week alone, March nineteenth, two 2012, Americans have wasted at least 203 million gallons of gas this week on speeding. I am not kidding you. I have the statistics to back that up. As I said, but I'm going to share with you how God can turn those lemons into lemonade and so much more. Speeding is just the start of how we are wasting gas. So we're going to be sharing the shocking statistics that are inside those numbers, plus an all-new updated Robbie's Top 20 Gas Savers. But most of all today, we are asking some of you to take the Jesus, take the wheel challenge. That's right, take uh, Jesus, take the wheel challenge. God will give you the value. Excuse me, excuse me. I'm going to say this right. Here is the Jesus, take the wheel challenge. Tell God, you tell God, you will give him the value of one gallon of gas this week to a ministry that you prayerfully select and ask him to help you save it by driving better. That's right. Tell God, you know, make a deal with God. I'll give you the value of one gallon of gas this week to a ministry That you and he prayerfully select together and ask him, God help me, show me how to save it by driving better on today's show. And at ChristianCarGuy.com, we are going to share how you can save much more than one gallon and then ask Jesus to help your driving habits and use that money for the kingdom. Can you imagine? Being in heaven and someone walks up to you and says, thank you for giving to the Lord. That $3.83 you saved on a gallon of gas back in March 2012 by driving better, guess what? You took that repentance money and you gave it to the rescue mission and God used that to save me. How amazing would that be? Well, only 11% of Americans are not wasting a gallon of gas this week on speeding because, as I said, 89%, unfortunately, 89% of you out there are speeding. But most sin habits are impossible to break without Jesus lifting the yoke. So this Jesus Take the Wheel Challenge is a practical way for you to put your money where your heart is. Think of the folks in heaven. When you're tempted to save that three minutes, yes, that's all you're saving by going, Five miles, 10 miles an hour over the speed limit. At most The average American drives 37 miles a day. And guess what? You go five miles over the speed limit, how much did you save? At the end of the day, you saved a whopping three minutes. And there's basically, here's how I know that there's nothing like a heart incentive to help you change a bad habit. Let's go back to 1991. Robbie was a car salesman. Oh, he was lower than a uh, skunk belly. But anyway, I smoked Profusely, two, three packs a day, and my wife—it just her, her father died of lung cancer, and it drove her absolutely crazy. And she would do anything for me to quit smoking. So God used a little crisis in my life to help me out with this habit. (laughs) I got uh, uh, one of those types of meningitis that you know really put me in the hospital for put me in bed for over a week. And as I was laying there suffering, just horribly suffering. And knowing I couldn't get out of bed and I wanted to smoke a cigarette so bad, my mind wandered on a way I could use this for my benefit. (laughs) Like any car salesman, I needed to make a deal of some kind. It was just just part of my nature. So I called Tammy in the room. I said, Tammy, I'm going to make a deal with you. If we take the money that I save on a pack of cigarettes every week in six months by my calculations, which cigarettes were a lot cheaper back then, We will have enough money for me to buy a trip to go hunting in Colorado. And my heart, oh, believe me, there'd be nothing like going to Colorado to go hunting. And she, of course, said, oh, sure. Yeah, thinking there would be no way in the world that Robbie would ever do that. But guess what? Every time I went to smoke a cigarette, I thought, wow, I could go hunting in Colorado or I could smoke this cigarette. This is an easy choice. I put the cigarette down. Well, think about this. Now you're, you're in your car. you got your foot on the accelerator pedal. You're thinking, am I going to go five miles an hour and save that minute and a half to work? Or can I waste that minute and a half, enjoy the time, and give that gallon of gasoline so that somebody could be in the kingdom of heaven? You could give the water to water. You could give that money to Water Missions International. You could give it to your rescue. You could give it to your church. You could give it to... The, the anti-abortion people out there praying, I don't know what all God might put it on your heart to do with that money. But just think, take your foot off the gas and ask God to give you some incentive. I'm going to give this money. I'm going to make a deal. I'm going to take the Jesus, take the wheel challenge and let him drive and give the money to God. That's what we're going to share with you today on the Christian Car Guy show. And guess what? I got people to help me. I have none other than our very own the only one in Christian radio, Christian junkyard guy, Bob <laughs> from one nine, you pull it. Hey Bob, it an amazing
1: show today. Uh, really excited to be here. Uh, I told you earlier that, uh, my toes would probably be a little sore cause, uh, sometimes my foot gets a little heavy and, uh, but that's when I have the best changes in my life. When somebody steps on my toes, uh, purposely about something and, uh, gets my attention and, uh, So maybe this will soak in real well with me, because I know I need to make some adjustments, too.
0: And also
1: to help us this morning, we
0: have our good friend, our Christian oil guy, Mike Westwood, in San Antonio this morning. Good morning, Mike.
2: Maybe I should be called Mike Uh (laughs) Leadfoot.
0: (laughs) Uh-oh. I'm telling you, it's downright horrific when you think about these statistics on... You know what kind of got my attention this week, too, is my daughter goes to school with an English, young English you know, middle schooler, and, and she asked him, because they're always doing imitations of this Englishman, and he said she said, give, give us an imitation of an American. And he said, oh, you know, and he, he talked very nasally and said, I'm eating a hamburger and french fries getting fat. You see, that's what the world thinks of Americans, right? We're, we are wasteful. We have more than we need, so we get fat. Well... On the road every day, guess what? <laughs> People are out there wasting gas, so we got, we're we going to definitely bring that to you today. But again, the good news is we've got so many other gas-saving tips. Everybody out there, believe me, not only can you give that gallon of gas a week to the Lord, but you'll be saving bunches of money by listening to the show today. And, of course, we have our appraisal by the Real Black book coming up at the end of the show. That's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure. Cry out for discernment. Lift up our voice for understanding Here it's almost Easter, but Robbie's going to use Isaiah 9. (laughs) Yes, God had me in that passage for the last couple of weeks. And today, I really, this morning when I woke up, I kind of understood why. For to us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, and of the increase of his government and peace, there will be No end. That familiar section of Isaiah 9, that's the familiar one, but it's the next part that helped me see the Let Jesus Take the Wheel Challenge. I'm telling you, very excited. I get to share that at the end of the show coming up in our appraisal by the Real Black Book.
1: Really amazing we're talking about this today because just this week, I got to examining our diesel fuel bills at the yard and between the uh rollbacks and all the caterpillars and all the equipment we figured out we just used an astronomical amount of diesel fuel and i just this week spoke to everybody about trying to save just a little save just a little and it can make such a huge difference because uh you know it, it's just such And a we big got a number. bunch
0: of those tips coming your way today on the Christian Car Guy show i my name's Robbie Dilmore by the way And every week we come on here to try to help you see ways that you can be a better steward of what God's given you, that your cars can last forever if you take care of them, that they need to be safe and driven safely. And every week we say, if you're following Jesus, think about it. You would be going the speed limit because that's what he would be doing. And so does America have a gas problem? No, they have a sin problem, shock and awe. (laughs) We've got so much more on the Jesus Take the wheel challenge today. You could be saving big gas, mighty, by the end of this show. You can hear the podcast at ChristianCarGuy.com, and all our tips are already there. Jesus, take the wheel. Challenge. Let go of that wheel. Let him show you how you can save some gas money, and then, and then, promise that you'll give that money, that gallon a week, that three dollars and eighty-three cents or whatever it may be in your area, to a ministry that you prayerfully select with him in order to seal something in the kingdom. It it could be amazing what God does with your decision today to take the Jesus take the wheel challenge just by asking to drive a little bit over. We are going to jump right into these Robbie top 20 gas savers. Of course, we'll get get into those statistics into the speeding and all that stuff shortly, but we got to just start with number one. Sometimes I start at number 20 and go back and we do the countdown, but we're just going to crank right in here at number one. And Bob and Mike just feel free to jump in. Oh, one other thing I should say you guys out there listening, you're always the best part of the show. And you may have a tip that could save a lot of people big gas money, and guess what? That money could be going right to the kingdom based on your courage to call us right now and share that tip, 866-348-7884. Yes, this is a live show. We would love to hear ways that you think that people could save money for the kingdom of heaven. Call in with your gas saving tip, please, 866 348 7884. Yes, we have lines open and we want to get you in on this. So, number 1, and I'm sure that everybody listening, I hope, would agree with me is that you got to pray. You got to ask God, you know, these things they they they're hard to do. And you're going to have to ask God for his help, help you to be a better steward, help to let you let Jesus take the wheel. And and we had Dr. Driving on here a few weeks ago. If you didn't hear that show, go back and listen to the podcast. He talked about you got to be a team player when you're driving. And being a team player is all about saving gas, believe me, because you'll go with the flow of traffic, and the flow of traffic will keep you from doing stop and go, and that's going to save you a big gas money. But being a team player and not getting upset at people and all that will also keep you from ramping down on the gas when you get upset. So <laughs> if you think that that person up in front of you just missed their block or somehow or another missed their tackle, and, and then you got to just help out by taking up your part, guess what? It all has to do with prayer. So, number one on my list is pray. Wouldn't you agree, Bob?
1: Amen, brothers. Just you know, I'm sitting here kind of in meditation about it right now because I have an issue. I have a a very serious problem, and and I know that it's not going to be something that's going to come real natural for me, and uh, I'm going to have to have a lot of help with it. I, I really am. I, I know my tendencies, and I spend all day at work just. You going know, 100 miles an 100 hour. A 100 miles so, an hour. And, and when you leave work, it's hard to just, it's going to be hard for me. It's going to take God's help to, to get calmed down and get in the right frame of mind because it's aggressive, aggressive, aggressive all day at work. Get those phones answered, get this car crushed, and get those parts sold. And, and to get behind the wheel, I'm going to have to take a minute and really clear my mind. And
0: it's going to take prayer. But here's, here's the good, cool thing I like about the Jesus Take the Wheel a challenge is go ahead and put your money out there now. <laughs> in other words, go ahead and tell the Winston-Salem Rescue Mission or tell whatever ministry you feel like, look, I'm, from now I'm sending $3.80 a week and it's coming. I Just, just, just draft it right out of your checking account and, and you're locked in. <laughs> and so every time you go to step on the gas, wait a minute, I got to pay for that money going to the rescue mission. I don't know how that may work in your life but think about it again. I have found in my life that those kind of incentives work. But there is nothing like just getting down to the Lord, hearing His voice, and and He can slow you down. We got Becky has got a gas saving tip for us. Becky, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning.
3: Good morning.
0: What have you got for us?
3: Well, for me, um, it was my wife's husband's uh, suggestion to put a Bible verse on my license plate, and it's Mark twenty seven, <laughs> ten twenty seven. <laughs> And it says, Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. So um, that holds me accountable. And I also have that little fish. Many times before, I I mean, people would see that fish go flying around them, but now it holds me accountable. And um, it really has worked for me.
0: That is a great, that's just a super, super tip. And it's not even on my list, Becky. I'm going to have (laughs) to... Well, it's either
3: I'm either going to be a good witness or a terrible one. So this is it. Really keeps me in check, and I know even that verse just sums it up well.
0: (laughs) That's I can't
3: do it on my own, but with God, all things are possible.
0: You're exactly right. God bless you. Thank you, Becky. That is so awesome. I appreciate it. We got Margaret is in Tennessee. Margaret, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning.
3: No, it's not Margaret. It's your mother.
0: Oh. That's Marjorie.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, hi, Mom. Uh, <laughs> hi, Mom. Um, hi. I've got a, what Bob and I are doing. If one of us leaves the house, we try to remember to say to the other one, Do you need me to run an errand for you? Because by organizing our errands, we're not using the car so much. You know, don't make all these short trips when you could have done them all at one time
0: team work I love that, yeah, you could worked. do that at work Amen. on all those trucks you got. what else yeah. can we go get while we're out and by
1: the way, <laughs> keep your foot off the gas, <laughs> get our deliveries a little better organized so we don't have to make that last run out at the end of the day for something that
3: yeah. we forgot. yeah that's that's <laughs> and with the price of gas and living on social security. We're really thinking about how to save that money.
0: It's huge. It really but I
3: had
1: huge. a
3: young man behind me in one of those big diesel trucks in a 30-mile-hour zone.
1: Sorry about that.
3: And a little old lady <laughs> in front of me who was driving maybe 26, and there were no way to pass. So I'm, you know, I'm staying a couple car lengths behind her because I didn't know what she was going to do next. And he kept coming up my bumper, and he didn't really bump me, but he banged on the horn. He pulled over in the passing lane, and looked. And he finally—he must have seen the little old lady in the little car—but he kept on riding my bumper. And when we got to an area where he could pass, he went by. Oh, I'm. I thought, how much gas did that boy waste getting mad at me and the little old lady?
0: Yeah, and, and that's one of those things that, and Mom, God bless you, I appreciate you calling in, and that's, that's huge. Because just like this week, I, we live, or our station is off of North Point Boulevard, which there's a Silas Creek Parkway, and a lot of cities have parkways, where there's lights. And those lights are somewhat timed if you go the speed limit. <laughs> and I can't tell you how many times the speed limit happens to be 45. All right. But there's no I mean, believe me, I understand that I'm one of the 11 percent when I'm driving it because everybody's going by me. But I can't tell you the amount of times that these people come flying by me and then I'm seeing them waiting at the stoplight and my and old reds just rolling along. Well, you see, when you have to slow down and stop, it takes a tremendous amount isn't just the speeding. But then you have to start and go again. So if you can look at those lights, not just obviously go the speed limit so you're timed to the lights, but look ahead and say, okay, that light's red. There's no need to fly up there because you're not going anywhere, and that loss of momentum is huge. So slow down. Guess what? Go the speed limit. You'd be amazed at how many lights. And I, I, I always get there before the people next to me, and I'm laughing, you know, as they're sitting there going, come on now, guys, get with it. Take the, Jesus. <laughs> Take the wheel challenge. You call us with your gas-saving tip. 866-348-7884. We got so much more Christian Car Guy show coming up. We're only on three tips. We got 17 more. It's the Jesus Take the Wheel Challenge. Tell God you will give the value of one gallon of gas a week to the ministry that you prayerfully select and ask him. That's the only way it's going to happen is if we ask him to help us drive better. And there's no doubt that I am a reform speeder, believe me. And, and it was only through God's grace that that eventually did get changed. But I know right now you're saying, Robbie, okay, 203 million gallons a week. Where do you come up with That's the craziest thing I ever heard. 203 million gallons a week. Where did you get those numbers? Well, I did want to share those. I've never done this on the air, but I'm going to share you just a little bit of math. And if you get lost, go to ChristianCarGuy.com. It's all there in complete detail, along with links to where I got the statistics from the U.S. Bureau of Statistics. All this stuff, it's all right there. You can check my math. You can check everything. But there's also all those 20 gas savers we may not get to. (laughs) And all about the Jesus Labor Love. We got all that there at ChristianCarGuy.com. So here's the math. The average American, according to the U.S. Bureau of Statistics, drives 13,476 miles a year. So the average American, they say 15,000, not true. It's 13,746. And the the U.S. fleet, what's registered out there right now, which happens to be 254 million cars, those cars average, if you put them all together, cars and trucks, they average 20.6 miles a gallon. Not bad. So if you take 13,476 miles and divide it by 20.6 miles a gallon, guess what? The average American... Burned 654 gallons a year. Simple enough math, right? So if they drove 10 miles an hour slower, how much would they save? Well, according to mpg.calculator, you can go check it yourself. All the the math right there. You would save 10 miles an hour slower, 1.8 miles per gallon. So, and I didn't make this stuff up. It's right there. 13,476, and now the gas mileage is up to 22.4 because you had 20.6 plus 1.8. So 22.4, divide that into 13,476, guess what you get? Interestingly, 602 gallons. What's the difference between 654 gallons and 602 gallons? 52 gallons. It's interesting. 52 happens to be the same numbers that you have in a week. Um, how many weeks do you have in a year? So 52 Gallons a year would leave one gallon a week that every American that was speeding could save, right? Well, if 89% of Americans are speeding, according to the um, insurance people, which I have that link there at at christiancarguy.com, I just used 80% so I'd be safe because 89%, that's awful. But if you just took 80% of the 254 million cars, you'll get 203,370 and 88 cars. 203,000 cars times one gallon a week. Guess what? 203 million gallons a week. I'm not kidding. And that's just the speed itself. That's not considering the acceleration and the stopping and the starting and the going and the cutting people off and all the other stuff that goes on. That's just the speeding.
1: I should have worn my steel toe <laughs> boots today, brother. <laughs> Mike, are you hearing me out there in San Antonio? <laughs> Mike's a
0: little
2: quiet here. <laughs> are you <laughs> feet I am so hearing or? you, and I, I've got a, a little humorous thing to say. Uh, as I told you sometime back, my wife always says this prayer in the car uh, to remind me to act right. But yesterday I made a wrong turn, and it made us going to be late for an appointment. And a lady pulled out in front of us, and I blew the horn. And uh, she bowed her head and said, thank you, God, for... Letting us be safe, and for he does not know what he does. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then she looked. She put her head up and she looked at me and she said, "What would Robbie say?" Oh my goodness! (laughs) I said, "Well, I guess we went the speed limit the rest of the way." (laughs) Not yes, we did.
0: Well, that's a blessing. That is, that is. But I, you know, I myself am a reform speeder, so I know. All too well. But guess what? There's people out there right now. They're sitting on the gas-saving tip of all time. Please call and share it. You could really. I'm serious. People out there today are going to take this Jesus Take the Wheel Challenge. They're going to give a dollar's worth of gas a week to some ministry. They need that extra help in order to save that money. So please call in 866-348-7884. Is the number to call in. If you're digitally gifted, you can dial 866-34-TRUTH. That works as well because... That's what we are at the Truth Radio Network. So some other tips. we got a bunch to cover real quick. I know one that's near and dear to your heart, Mike, is this oil thing. People could change to synthetic, and they could save gas, can't they?
2: They could, and they can also do it, as you say, by the lower viscosity. Even in the synthetic, you go down. Uh, Like I use the 0W30 because it helps on cold startups when you're sitting there and letting it warm up before you jet off down the road it saves that little bit of energy right there.
0: And viscosity and may be a word that you're not familiar with. That's the thickness of the oil. Is that yes. a good word for it? And yes. And so by lowering the viscosity, you know, when you always see that 10W, 30 40W, you know, all that stuff, that is telling you the kind of the thickness. So the lower the number, the thinner the oil. And guess what? Engines like thinner oil as far as, you know, it, it's, there's less friction there and, and you get better gas mileage. But you can't go, you've got to stay within the manufacturers. Don't go crazy on us. Stay within what the manufacturers say, because if you go too thin, then you're going to start burning oil. You've got some issues.
2: Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better.
0: So, but then synthetics is another, you can lower the viscosity. So tell us what's the, what's the secret and, and with synthetics.
2: And with the synthetics, if you can imagine when we were children playing with marbles, they're all nice and round. Well, the molecules of, of synthetic oil are all nice and round as opposed to regular oil, which are like snowflakes. So they create heat and they absorb energy because they, they don't roll against each other. It's, it, that's the simplest way to explain it. So just think of a marble rolling against one another, and that's how the oil goes through your motor, and it flows better, lasts longer.
0: There so you go. that's do. the short version. And, and that's a great version because the at the bottom line is, yeah, the synthetics are a little more, more expensive, but I can tell you, I've run them now in Old Red. For, I guess, the last nearly 80,000 miles, what a difference it made both in my fuel economy, but it raised my oil pressure It would with using a lower viscosity. In other words, I'm using a thinner oil, but I get more oil pressure. There, there's more uh, engineering that would go into all explaining all that. But the good news is they're good for your engine, good for the life of your engine, save on maintenance, save on gas. S- same thing with your transmission, same thing with your axle. We could go into all sorts of things about cold weather driving, all sorts of stuff, it's a big gas saving tips, but what we need to move on. And my wife, you know, I wish she would look in her trunk and say, "What would Robbie say?" Because and this is your chance, all you husbands out there that your wives are talking about you speeding. Well, look in their trunks and guess what? You would not believe. You just wouldn't believe how the manufacturers go to unbelievable lengths to get every last ounce out of every piece of plastic that's in that car because they know the lighter the car, the better gas mileage. Think about it. When you're riding a bike. You know, go ahead and put a 35-pound bowling ball on it and see what it's like going up a hill. I mean, (laughs) this is simple stuff. But if you would just take all that junk out of the car that you don't need to carry around, you could take the Jesus Take the Wheel Challenge all by yourself, guess what, and save that gallon, just go out there today, and would you believe a bag of cat food sitting in your trunk? You know, 30 pounds. Oh, my word. It's amazing what my wife can get in her trunk. <laughs> now, she doesn't get to yell at me about speed. She has plenty of other stuff that she can bring to my attention. But you can bring it to their attention that if they would just get the junk out of the trunk, Bob. And now you trade for, I mean, you get to these people, how many
1: cars you pull in. What do you usually find in all those trunks? It's been amazing what we found in the trunks, brother. It, it, it'll just blow your mind. And, and how much stuff people do ride around with. I have a family member that if the back seat is not full up to the top of the, you know, the bottom of the window, <laughs> you know, she's not happy. She's not got enough stuff in her car, you know.
0: And so that's, that's another one. Now, another one when you're thinking about riding a bicycle is tire inflation. Now, if, if you don't think tire inflation affects your gas mileage, go ahead and let about half the air out of your bicycle tires and go try to make it around the block. Just go up a hill like that. And see what the difference is. Then fill them up completely and see how much easier it is to pedal. And you'll understand what you're doing to your car by riding around with five pounds less tire pressure than you can. Then you can ride around on. Again, that doesn't mean go over inflate. There's a. It says right there on your, you know, firewall how much air is supposed to be in those tires. That's you can go to the maximum and that will get you the best gas mileage.
1: That was one of the big tips when my son used to race BMX bicycles. You know, was that high tire pressure because they would. You know, it rode just a little rougher, but it sure made it easier to pedal and made it a little faster, you know.
0: That's, and the, you know, the hypermilers. that's a big, big, big issue. But, again, there's, and, you don't want to go and, far. Go ahead, Mike.
2: And, Robbie, Robbie uh, my dad, who was an auto mechanic for 40-some years, always inflated the tires five pounds over when we went on a trip for, for
1: extra fuel economy. It'll help with the economy, but I, I tried it one time, and it made my uh, vehicle ride a little rougher. The bumps, the small bumps well, seem a lot just bigger.
0: For, for legal liability, we do this show. We can't ever tell people to go over the required, you know, no, 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 no. But not to say other people wouldn't do it, but the good news is you can go up to the maximum on the thing, and, and, that's, and, and that's where you're going to get your best because we're, we're, we're praying, we're hoping today on the Christian Car Guy show that you're going to take the Jesus Take the Wheel Challenge, and go ahead and start giving that money and then asking God to help you change your driving habits to make all that happen. Now, I know you got that tip. You've been sitting on it. You say, Robbie, you're not telling them about this. You call us right now, 866-348-7884. In case you can't notice, I have lines open. I haven't heard from anybody. 866-348-7884. Now, another thing that it seems like a no-brainer, but you see it all the time, is alignment. You know, it's just you look at your tires and you see all these different kind of shapes forming on them. (laughs) The inside
1: wearing out or the outside wearing out.
0: Oh, my word. How many people are driving around with their cars out of alignment? And you have no idea that now nowadays there's a four-wheel alignment in all these front-wheel drive cars. It's not just the front wheels that need to be aligned. It's the rear wheels. And you wouldn't believe how much more friction you're creating in the gas mileage, the gas that you're wasting because, you know, a perfectly aligned cars, there's no compare. Can you imagine a race car out there wasting your power? Exactly. Th- than what'd be aligned?
1: Exactly. Well, to give you an idea, uh, put the wheels straight ahead, put the car in neutral and see how hard it is to push. And then just turn the wheels and try to push it and see how much harder it is to push. You know, it's just, Incredible how much difference it is.
0: And Mike, you you're involved in racing as as well. It's a huge issue, isn't it?
2: It is, absolutely. It, that perfect wheel alignment can make seconds difference going
0: around a track. And so it makes gallons difference when you're when you're running around. Not to mention that it's wearing out your tires, that's money you could save as well and give to the Jesus you know um take the wheel challenge is is just what you're doing to your tires. Now this one, I always get a lot of heat for it, but, hey, I'm just saying. <laughs> Don't fill up. I understand that right now the gas may be 383, and tomorrow it may be 387, but, again, it, whatever your habit is, I always say, guess what? you got at least seven pounds per gallon of gas that you're adding to your tank. So if you can run around, if you got a 20-gallon tank, and you, you fill it up halfway, right, you're saving 70 pounds. It's like you've got a, a bag of concrete sitting in the back of your car when you're driving around with a full tank. Now, that doesn't mean you only put in two gallons at a time. You know, you got to time this thing and make sense out of it. But I can assure you, if you, like me, okay, I'm just saying, if you watch me, I only put five gallons in. I don't ever look at the price because it blows my mind. I just put in five gallons of gas.
2: You know, at- when you're talking about fuel, Robbie, uh, I use a good fuel additive, and I use it about every 3,000 miles, and it comes out to less than a penny a mile. And it always picks me up about two miles per gallon and wears off. The reason that's important is with the injectors today, the hole is so small a minute a minute piece of debris can block oh, yeah. that and cause hot spots, and then it doesn't the fuel doesn't burn correctly.
0: That's that's exactly right. But on the, uh, you know back to the issue of weight, so. When I put in five gallons, the other thing this does, and another one of our suggestions, is that you track your gas mileage. Well, if you consistently put in, and this is how I do it, if you consistently put in five gallons of gas, then when my little yellow light comes on in old red, I push my trip odometer. Because then I know (laughs) I can go about 37 miles in old red before I run out of gas. So when the yellow light comes on, I push that trip odometer. Well, then I know, because I always put in five gallons of gas, how far I went on five gallons of gas between the times that the light came on, because I'm consistent. I always do it the same way. Well, guess what? If I go 100 miles on five gallons of gas, I know old red got what? 20 miles a gallon. It's always easy to do the math, and I can check my gas mileage every single time, because I know I always put in five gallons. I always set the trip odometer as soon as I see the yellow light come on, and I'm consistently getting that reading. Which I know some of you guys have these computers and you think that's all well. I, I know the technology behind that. I'm telling you, good old fashioned. How many miles did I go and how much gas did I buy? I will beat your technology every day of the week. I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> Confidence, I love it.
0: <laughs> but I, five gallons, you can do the math every time. You know what kind of gas miles you get. And you'll also know wow, there's something wrong with old red. I'm getting 18 miles a gallon. Old red always gets 23. Something is not right.
1: There's, it, the, there's always that tune-up, too, brother.
0: Yeah, there's nothing yeah. like, and, and again, what a tune-up is today versus what a tune-up was back in the day. You know, that's, that's definitely an issue. Um, but Can I address
2: two that you don't have on the list? Yes. Uh, number one uh, on that is the rear differential fluid is the number one thing that will increase fuel economy from the standpoint of lubrication. And it's been done in real world testing. We tried that. And I'll wait till after the break.
0: All right. Well, we've got all sorts of tips left. We got our appraisal by the Real Black Book. We got some callers calling in. We're going to hear from their tips. And we'd love to hear from you. 866 34 Truth. 866 348 7884. A lot more Christian Car Guy Show coming up. If you're trying to stand up in your car right now, I don't blame you. (laughs) What an amazing piece. And that is from Isaiah 9, meaning we do have to move into our appraisal by the real black book where we search the Bible for hidden treasure, cry out for discernment, lift up our voice for understanding. And yes, that's the amazing part of Isaiah 9. But there is this other part (laughs) that comes right after that, by the way. And it says, the Lord has sent a message against Jacob. It will fall on Israel. As I said earlier, the problem in America, yeah, we have a gas problem, but we really, really, really have a sin problem. And that sin problem is, is more the issue. Now, the Lord has sent a message against Jacob. It will fall on Israel, and all the people will know it. Ephraim and the inhabitants of Samaria, who say with pride and arrogance of heart, the bricks have fallen down, but we'll rebuild them with dressed stone. The figs have been felled, but we'll replace them with cedars. But the Lord has strengthened Rezin's foes against them and has spurred their enemies on. Armenians from the east and Philistines from the west have devoured Israel with open mouth. Yet for all this, his anger is not turned away. His hand is still upraised. But the people have not returned to him who struck them nor have they sought the Lord Almighty. So the Lord will cut off from Israel both head and tail, both palm branch and reed. In one single day the elders and the prominent men are the head, the prophets who teach lies are the tail. Now here's the issue. <laughs> it's clear that God is the one striking Israel here. It's clear that God is the one striking America here. Why? Because our prophets don't tell the truth. You know, that that reed that's an interesting picture word picture because when you look at a read it has little increments around, like a measuring stick well that's what prophets are supposed to measure out what's going on well the people of God have got to say sin is sin breaking the law guess what speeding it's sin it's against the law and it's costing America 203 million gallons of gas a week on speeding and as any of our prophets are they saying this is a sin this is wrong when our prophets start misleading us about sin, and this is a itty-bitty sin, then we have a problem. But look back to the beginning, the cool part of Isaiah 9. Unto us a child is born. I can't do anything about all these. I, believe me, I'm as much a sinner as anybody that's listening to me on this broadcast. But I can't do anything about that without Christ. Unto me a child was born. Unto us a son was given, and the government is going to be on his shoulders. And guess what? I've got to put my government on his shoulders. I've got to say, Jesus, take the wheel. I can't, I can't steer this car. I can't go the speed limit. I can't do these things on my own. And guess what? When I do that, if I can give the bounty, if I can give the spoil to the kingdom of God, what rejoicing we are going to have in heaven. And I know you're thinking, Robbie, you didn't let Mike get out those two oils. <laughs> so Mike, you know, by all means, we want to give people as much show as we can. We know they got to get good rear axle lubricant. The other one real quick because we got to go,
2: uh, clean the air filter before you go. Just tap clean it. And lastly, make sure you have the same number of windows down on both sides of the car.
0: Yeah, being good stewards in every which way. But we got to say again, I know you didn't get to hear all these tips today. You can go to ChristianCarGuy.com, listen to the podcast. You can get them all there at the website, ChristianCarGuy.com, find out about the Jesus Labor Love. I know, my friend Bob, you got something, man. I'm going to let you deliver it.
1: Brother, it's just been an amazing time. Uh, you've really bruised my toes a little today, but that's when our biggest growth comes, when somebody really points out, calls us out on our stuff, you know, and, and that's when the biggest change can, can be made in your life, when you, somebody close to you points at it, and says, here it is, you need to work on it.
0: The truth in love, that's, that's what it's
1: about. I love what Mike handled it by praying, you know,
0: while your husband's speaking, whatever the situation may be. Please, please, please take the Jesus challenge this week. Say, Lord, I'm going to give you the money. I saved one gallon of gas this week, $3.89, however much that is, and give that to some ministry as an incentive in order to take the Jesus labor love challenge. <laughs> all right, remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went and got it all done in 33 years. Of course, yes, he did row some, and yes, he even took Donkey Express, but I know he never, he never speeded. <laughs> Just saying, thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guys show this week. You're listening to the Truth Network and
2: TruthNetwork.com.